All right, I'm gonna start our little banter because April is here and we just had our spring break. As we're recording this, it's spring break for the Avises. We have two weeks off, y'all. I Every time I complain about something, I also need people to know that I realize how privileged, blessed, lucky, <laughs> all the things I am in the grand think? scheme of life. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because this spring break has been so bleeping cold, <laughs> raining. Yeah. We're doing, we're headed to, we have annual passes to Disney. We're like on a, on a budget to the spring break. And you're like, you have annual passes. Yes. This is something that we have. We're not analyzing my financial decisions right now, but we are going three days in a row because of we have passes and we got like a little hotel down there and it's going to be our big fun thing. And guess what? It's going to be raining two of the three days and I'm not, I'm no longer okay. I feel as though the reason we live in Southern California is to avoid these kinds of weather shenanigans. (laughs) This has been the longest winter of all time and I'm about ready to move to Florida. Like I can't do California anymore. That's how I feel. That girl. A lot of talk amongst yourselves. Did move to Florida <laughs> for other reasons. So they did. They moved to Florida. <laughs> I mean, there's so many reasons I don't want to go to Florida. Weather alone. So I love you, Floridians. Love you, other Californians. But um... oh gosh, does anyone else hate California winters? <laughs> it's actually been very crazy. Mine is also for very, I know I'm privileged too. I live by the beach, yada, yada, yada. Um, but Sunny really couldn't do surf lessons um, because it's not really that healthy to go to the beach, like to be in the water after rains. And so that's been rained out. And you guys, my backyard is trashed. I just want to let you know that oh, it's because of the rain. Trashed. We have a slope. Um, a tree fell, a oh, fence gosh. fell, and I'm so blessed to be a homeowner. But when things fall apart, <laughs> it's on you, girl. I, I don't like it. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough when the things fall apart, and then all of a sudden you're a grown up and you own it. And you own it. I am the landlord. Right. So the this landlord. time of year, it's always been where I'm like hosting like baby showers and being like, look at this enchanting space and space. And now it's like, ah. It's crazy out here. War zone, like mud everywhere. Tree is falling. We can't even get up there to fix anything because of the rain Mm -hmm. that's constantly coming. It's going to be mud and landslide. We have to wait till it all dries out. So it just looks like craziness with chickens, poop everywhere. It just tarps everywhere. It looks crazy. Because of the rain. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, y'all, I'm sorry. And you know what? (laughs) I'm just going to be Debbie Downer here. But I'm afraid that this is climate change. Oh, gosh. Don't get my friends started on that. Weathering. Weathering. (laughs) Liberal Micah has come here to tell you. All across the world. All across the world, everyone's. You can see it in your skies. That's right. Look at those weird clouds. Climate is changing. Their backyards look bad things are happening. And the only thing we have is rain. I know people, I know that people have it much worse than us. So thank you for letting me rant. And I'm not, I'm still unhappy about the whole thing. I just want you guys to look up at the skies with some suspicious eyes. Okay. (laughs) Suspicious eyes at the skies. We got you, girl. (laughs) 
Okay, guys, enough of this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's help change the world in a different way. Let's there you go. shout somewhere <laughs> and shift some narratives for people with Down syndrome. Today, we are going to chat about inclusive and adaptive programs. We're talking about our own personal experiences with both types of programs. We know both can be successful. We also know what's worked and what hasn't worked for our own families. So please sit back and get ready to listen. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. This is for all the moms out there. If you're a mom and you're a listener, you're listening right now, this is for you. I want you to know you are a really good mom. And I'm not just going to say it. We're going to put it on a shirt. That's right. Right now, you can head over to theluckyfew.co and shop our new mom's collection, which includes a t-shirt that reminds you, and let's be honest, your kids, that you are a really good mom. You can also find other mama gear like Lucky Mama shirts and Lucky Mama hats. Head over to theluckyfew.co. Use discount code PODCAST for 10% off. That's only for podcast listeners. That's theluckyfew.co for all the mamas in the room. Okay, before we get our conversation flowing, and y'all know it's going to flow today. Um, we have a review to read, and it is from our friend. And if we don't know this friend, we will, hopefully they will be our friend someday. Uh, this is AKW Uptown, who says, I look forward to each episode of this podcast. As a mom of a child with DS, it is so helpful to hear from other moms who understand the highs and lows of the journey. I also love the mission of shouting the worth of every person. Yes. Thank you, AKW Uptown. We thank you for leaving us a message. And we love hearing your reviews and reading your reviews. So um, if you haven't done that yet, we would love for you to jump over. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we would love to read it here on the show. So listen every week and see if it's you. <laughs> We're flowing. So exciting. No. We're talking like this today. <laughs> I don't know why. It feels you just got so the magic silly. in the air. Have you guys used the new uh the new AI DJ on Spotify yet? No. <laughs> no, okay. Climate change, AI, Gemini Christmas. What else are we going to talk about? <laughs> Just thinking about flow and our DJ voices. How would I oh, use it? Yeah. Why would I use that? I feel like a grandma. <laughs> like, and why? It's why like a new. If you open up Spotify, it's right there. It's like check out your new DJ, Micah, and then you just okay. click on it, and it, your DJ is like, "Hey, Mercedes." <laughs> Let's listen to some things you've been excited about lately. Here's your Ooh, top five. Try, I'm trying that today. And then it starts playing it. And then it's like, Mercedes, lately you've been loving some slow and, you know, some slow rock. 
let's let's take a let's take a listen to some things you might be interested in. And it's just like this nice, nice voice of a Okay, AI it'll be DJ. all Disney zombies. <laughs> it'll be like judged on what you've <laughs> been listening to. <laughs> it's gonna be high school musical. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so there's sad. <laughs> Please don't judge me at all, DJ. It's not me. <laughs> Between my oh, so my listening, my kids listening, and my book writing, it would be like classical piano while I'm writing Moana and Nirvana. It's that is so really confusing. <laughs> I love that. Okay. We're going to talk about adaptive and inclusive organizations when it comes to sports teams and extracurricular and things like that. Um, I want to read something real quick. The difference between adaptive sports and inclusive sports, When this is what I'm referring to when I say it. Um, so adaptive sports are defined as recreational and competitive sports. I'll say also rec- extracurricular, like a theater or dance, or whatever it is, which dance is the sport. It is specifically for people with disabilities. Adaptive sports allow modifications to make the game more accessible compared to inclusive sports. An inclusive sport is permitting an athlete with a disability to compete with non-disabled peers, non-disabled athletes. So that would be the difference for me in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also add that adaptive teams that we've been a part of, non-disabled people are welcome on the adaptive team, but that's the team itself is modified and adjusted to work with the disabled athletes. Mm-hmm. Do you guys track with the, those two different the mm-hmm. differences there? Okay. Yes. Great. Yes. Perfect. We're finally all on the same page. <laughs> Get each other. Um, okay. Let's go around. Let's do a little round table of the <laughs> sports and, and other extracurricular kids have done adaptive or inclusive. And then we can talk about what we like about it, what we've noticed, what we wish was or wasn't, what's been successful, all those things. Uh, Mercedes, go first. Okay. Here I am to tell you the scoop. Let it flow. Okay. So (laughs) Sunflower has done, really this year has probably been, or I would say last year has been the first time we've done both. Um, Sunflower, we've been able to find really sweet dance studios. Um, So nothing has been, I'll preface, nothing has been adaptive. Or they didn't go in with adaptive intentionality, you know? It's just been, they've been, I, I don't even know. What would you guys say if I signed Sunny up for something that's just already existed and she gets to go? They haven't done anything to alter it. They haven't done, that's not truly inclusive or adaptive. It's just. I mean, it would lean inclusive in that there's inclusion happening because she's a part of. She is why inclusion is happening. It's happening because she's there. So that would lean inclusion. Whereas like challenger baseball would be adaptive. Okay. That would be an adaptive sport. So Sunflower has um, been a part of dance classes that have been very inclusive to her and have been really welcoming. And then we did also um, champions, which is similar to challengers this past um, couple years, we've done baseball and basketball and that's been really great for her. Um, it hasn't been 
not I wouldn't even say challenging enough. I get I've talked before where um she was she is able to do more um than um what that team had to offer at this time for her. And um so I was able just to sign her up for both basketball and baseball after watching Sunflower and experiencing her adaptive group, watching her in the adaptive group on those adaptive teams, I, we decided to put her in more inclusive, inclusive teams as far as just our city teams and see how she did. And it's been great. Both experiences were great. Both experiences were needed for her confidence and for the intro to both those sports. That was a great way for Sunny to enter and then now stepping forward and going a next further to where it really kind of challenged and helped her improve her skills was um, just signing her up for our city teams. And they've been inclusive about that. I don't know what else to say about that. It's been good. Andy, it's very helpful that me and Andy make ourselves available too. I think that's a really big thing. And we practice with Sunflower outside of those things. And um, it's been another way to really get to know, I always cry at this part, and hang out with Sunflower. She's very sporty and she's very competitive in a fun way, driven. She likes sports and um, honoring that and um, really helping to foster that has been a really huge blessing, I think, to our family, to her and our relationship with Rhodes. It's been really cool to do that. Yeah. So I'm happy about where she's at within this inclusive atmosphere. I do think that because we've chosen to do some city ones where it's not tryout, everybody makes it no matter what. It sets a different tone. And I think that's why they've also been super inclusive, Mm -hmm. which is cool. So I don't know. It's probably age. Um two you know I wonder how it will be later but it's been good yeah it's a different ball game no pun intended when you have to start trying out yes for for athletic teams yes yeah yeah um Michael what about you what has Ace participated in um when Ace was a little guy he did gymnastics and but that was I was able to be with him in those Mm -hmm. gymnastics classes so it was a, you know, a, I, I would, I guess an inclusive class, but I was there to help. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he did adaptive ski lessons when we went skiing as a family a few different times. And those programs were really cool. So he, but he was just on his own. And again, those are like gymnastics, dance, skiing, all of those things that are individual sports are feel a little bit different um, talking about them as adaptive versus inclusive, because I think you can be in an inclusive class or team um, or even like horse riding or something like that. Um, But they're also individual. Like if you take lessons, you're just on your own. Um, but we did do adaptive ski programs uh, a couple of different times and really got a lot out of it. And Ace 
took to it really well. And uh, that was very cool to see because it was especially at a time when uh, it was hard for him to to understand verbally, um, verbal cues. And it's a little bit harder when you're out on the slopes for someone to pull out like a laminated card of like mm-hmm. how to move your skis. Um, so they were pretty creative. He was really into Whitney Houston back then. So they would like turn on, <laughs> turn on some Whitney Houston and hold the phone far away. And he had to like move towards it to get oh, some cute. more of his fix. Yeah. Um, so good. But he's been a, he's been part of the adaptive challenger baseball team. This will be his second year to do that. And that was okay. I think ACE is more, uh, and I think, you know, in general, our kids are this way, more uh, drawn to, like, doing what his peers are doing than he, the like, the fact that Challenger Baseball is across, like, there are 18-year-olds, there were, like, 24-year-olds on that team, it was hard for him to be like, I'm excited to hang with these grownups on my team and do what they're doing. Um, and so we signed up for it again because there were a few kids. Uh, his friend Miles was on that team. But I, yeah, I also reached out to some friends in his second grade classroom to, and he's going to be on their regular little league team this year and I don't know that he's going to be up for following any rules and uh running the bases like maybe after watching friends run the bases for a while he might be up for it uh so for now I think he's going to be the ball boy and the high five giver and I'm going to be pumped just for him to do that and I think he'll love it and we'll see. Maybe after some time, he'll get really excited about trying to hit the ball and trying to play the game. Maybe he won't, and we'll be really happy for him to be the high-five giver. So, okay. But those are the big, like, the sports he's participated in. That's kind of it. He's, so, he's young still. I was going to say, is it t-ball or? Yeah, it's softball. So um, they, and it's a boys and girls okay. team. It's a co-ed team. Softball. And will I? He has been playing soccer at recess. Oh, There's some boys who have invited him to play, and he is kicking the ball oh, with them, which out. is really cool. So, and that's a fall sport. So I'm hoping that's something he can do in the fall. Hmm. So fun. Yeah. Um, okay. The things that we've done and and are currently doing. Uh, Mason has done dance, so she's done hip hop classes at a just like a dance studio. Yeah, she entered in and then it became inclusive with her there. Um, She's been to three different dance studios just because we've moved. Our first dance studio was the best and such a learning experience. It was really hard too, but so much growth took place. And then the next two, one didn't work because we pulled her and the other one, COVID happened and we just haven't been back. But we haven't had a lot of luck finding inclusive spaces for Macy as a teenager. Mm. It's much, it was so much easier when she was younger. It has gotten increasingly harder, like exponentially. It's pretty shocking. And then um, Mason and August have both done theater. 
in this theater class that is a local theater company that is inclusive because Mason and August go there. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot of kids with some neurodivergence that are there as well. Um, it's such a great quirky little group of, of students and they both participate in that. Truda is also our middle daughter. And then Mason has done a musical theater class through them. Augie's in a tap class with them. And then in terms of adaptive programs, we have done our local softball, um, which isn't challengers. It's not like a, it, it's kind it follows a similar guidelines, but it's not associated with any other group. It's just their own team called the extreme team and the city we live in. It's fun because I used to teach the living skills, the life skills class at the local high school. And when I was teaching there, my students, almost all my students were a part of this team and they all are still a part of this team. However, 15 years later. So it's so, so fun to get to see all of them and have them like they all knew Mason as a baby when she came home and we went to visit the classroom all the time. And now they're on the same team, which is really great, but it's the same. Like there's little kids up through adults and they sometimes play each other. They sometimes play other teams volunteer to play them which isn't my favorite aspect of it but the I love it with my whole heart it's one of my favorite things Saturday mornings with the extreme team um and that's all we're doing theaters theaters are jam mostly what else has August done I don't know he's also my third kid he's done a lot less than my other kids (laughs) and he loves his dream is to just be home with his toys so (laughs) he's not like excited (laughs) He's not asking to do things. Um, one more thing. Mason and August have done surf lessons with AWOW, A Walk on Water, which is a nonprofit that does, it's an adaptive surf school. And they both have done that twice. And that was lovely as well. So there you go. There you go. Okay. What, yeah. What has been successful? What hasn't been? So the things I want to ask you guys, what do you see successful? What hasn't been successful? And then I want to talk about conversations that we'd recommend parents have with coaches and staff, if at all, like if you think that's important, who wants to start? I would say I forgot to Sunny did when she was a little soccer. She was on a soccer team typical and it was inclusive because she was on the team. But again, there was no nothing set up. I do think um, I would encourage parents if they want to try to do sports with their kiddo with a disability to be brave and to start off with just signing up for your local teams. Like I think I steered away from that at some point. I don't know why, but I just did. And there's a lot more parent participation um, when, when they're in the littles year. So if it's important to you, like sign them up. And if you can sign up to be a parent participator, because I feel like it is a little bit more open and inclusive in those tiny years, right? That it's not very competitive. Everybody, literally everybody's learning and you have your all-stars that are on the team, but mostly everybody's learning how to kick that ball for the first time. And they're being silly. Everybody's learning is learning off the tee for baseball. So, and that is for a good chunk of time from like, what is the age range? Like range, like four to about eight or nine is a really forgiving time to kind of enter that space, especially if it's just through the city. Um, so I would definitely encourage you to go that route if you have that desire for your kiddo or if they seem to want interest and don't just wait 
for there to be a specialized invitation for necessarily a kiddo with special needs, but then also be prepared to like, just be available to be more involved. So if you can, that'd be great. Um, I would say for me, what has been successful, um, what wasn't successful. So for me, for Sunflower, I, I loved, I think ours was called Challengers, and then the basketball team was Champions. So we also did Challengers. I could see us doing it again in the future as a form, as a way to stay connected to the disability space for Sunflower as she gets older, too, for her to meet more peers in her age range. I did feel for Sunflower, it was very distracting for her having two um, helpers. So each player is assigned a buddy. And she had two buddies. And Sunflower is extremely independent, extremely independent. And so it kind of bothered her to have anybody (laughs) alongside her or anybody. She's like, no, I just got rid of my mom. Why are you ushering me (laughs) places like another person? And um, the field seemed very impacted. And then she was kind of distracted by her peers who are have different disabilities and are doing different things. And, and she's like there to play and, you know, they're there to have fun. And so for Sunflower, um, it didn't work out at this age. Now, when I looked and I saw other fields happening and the older groups happening, there was a little bit more of a game happening. There was, I do still see us being a part of it. Um, as Sunny gets older, maybe in um, doing it. So for Sunflower, I had to see that actually she needed less help and she wanted more game structure. She wanted to play the game. So that was, it was like I've said previously, it was a great intro to seeing Sunflower in an organized sport and then to be like, hey, actually, I think she could swing it and do the actual sport. And then I'm glad we did because I think as she gets older, it's going to be harder. There's tryouts and everything like that. So my story and my experience probably will be different. But um, And what I've seen also, there is also ways around that too by looking at your YMCAs. There's sports through the YMCA and they're also very inclusive as you get older. Um, so just look, check out the different avenues. You know, it's so hard as a parent to know because you have to do it like seasons before, right? So we're talking about fall. I'm going to be starting to look in April or May or whatever, June about fall sports, you know? So mm-hmm. like you have to kind of get ahead of it, but also get creative with looking not only through the city, but your YMCA. Um, I know club sports can be very competitive, but there are club sports that are non-traveling that are a little also, um, why do I keep saying forgiving, but a little forgiving, like more inclusive is what I'm saying. Um, so for Sunflower, yeah, she still fits in the age range of not having to try out. So she's in the city sport. Andy's a coach helper and, um, her, she's actually been able to sit through the hour and a half long baseball games. She was excellent at basketball. She didn't, the only trouble we had was really um, the coach talking to her fellow basketball players to be like, pass Sunny the ball, pass Sunny the ball. Because also in sports, everybody learns who's the all-star, right? And so that all-star gets passed the ball all the time. Like, no, put it, give it to the guy who makes the basket, you know? 
Um, and then fully seeing Sunny as a helping contributor to the team was something that the coach had to model and had to say, pass to Sunny, pass to Sunny. And Sunny's open because Sunny was really did not like to be in the center. <laughs> she always was on the out outer side. She's like, that's crazy. That whole mush pot in the middle. So she would always be on the outside and she would always be open. And so eventually they started getting comfortable passing to her. And then whenever she'd get the ball, she'd like pass it quickly to a teammate. She was like, no, <laughs> I don't want it. But she got excited to be past the ball. And she got excited to run from one end of the basketball court and they played full court and the girl loved it. One end to the, of awesome. the court to the next end of the court. And that was also something I was hesitant about. And like, does she have the stamina? And that's actually what she does have. She has stamina. Her reflexes need help, but I feel like this is excellent OT for her in real life. So, um, yeah, I'm just saying for Sunflower, having too many hands on deck, having too many buddies, having too loosey-goosey of a structure actually didn't work right now for her best. So being brave and switching it up has worked. That's yeah. so great. I would say to parents, and I say this to myself every time, when you, if, if your child has an interest in a sport or whatever it is, yes, definitely agree with Mercedes. The young, when they're young, do go do all the things that they want to do in, in the, in an inclusive setting, in like a typical sports setting. Um, and when you walk into all the spaces, no matter what age your kid is, go in like real boldly with an expectation that your kid gets to be there and not asking permission. Mm -hmm. um, it's different when you're trying out for sports. The arts and dance and things like that are one thing. But when you are trying, if there's trials for a sport, that it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Your kid's going to make it or they're not, you know. I think that's why sports teams are, I mean, a competitive sports team is not usually an inclusive mm -hmm. team because you've got tryout. And that that's that. But if it's any other space, I would just say go in, like your kid gets to take up space wherever they choose to take up space. Mm -hmm. So if they want to take up space at a dance studio, then you walk into that dance studio saying, hey, we're here boldly with an expectation that your child gets to be a part of whatever's going on. Also, my experience has been over the last 10 years or whatever, doing, doing different extracurricular with Mason and then with August. There's also go in knowing that you are going to be very involved mm -hmm. as the parent. Mm -hmm. Um, there's none of the inclusive sports that we've done or, uh, theater groups or dance teams that we've done. Have I been able to drop off and walk away? Mm -hmm. Um, I go to theater, like I'm in theater class yeah. three hours a week and I'm going to dance class and I'm doing these things. And granted, I most of the time enjoy being there, but also every time I'm there and all in full transparency, it is, I talk about shoulders up and shoulders down environments. Every space my kids go in, that's a non-adaptive team, every inclusive team and extracurricular they do are shoulders up spaces where I am hyper aware of what is being said, what isn't being said, mm -hmm. how they're being viewed, how they aren't being viewed. Um, it's cringy mm -hmm. the whole time for me. It's cringy. And then there's moments of like beauty, you know, where you're like, yes, this kid gets it. Or yes, this teacher or instructor or coach gets it. But it's very like, oh, we just got to get through this next hour. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. Or like, oh, man, you just watch your kid. For me, I just watch my kid be excluded mm -hmm. in ways that are so non-intentional uh, non or like 
nobody's meaning to exclude them. It's just so built in the fiber of who we are as a society. Mm-hmm. And it's painful. It's painful. And yeah. it's amazing because then they do these amazing things. Mm-hmm. There's opportunities and they make that connection. But um, that's what I would say to parents who are like, should we do this thing? Yes. If your kid wants to do it, 100% do it. And it's um, complicated mm-hmm. for me. It's been. I just had um, to call for the dance studio who's been lovely. All the teachers are lovely. Um, Just asking that the teacher during water breaks or during free dance um, seek out Sunflower or have another dancer seek out Sunflower just because um, it's those moments where I see non-inclusion happening. Mm -hmm. It's those small moments where she's left out you know, and not knowing how to join in to the girls. Cause it's not going to be through no. conversation, you know, it's right. going to be someone seeking Sunny out and, and it's not happening. And Sunny's not upset. She likes to go every time, but how much more richer of experience if, but I could tell when she likes kind of sits close to a group, you know, or stands close that yep. she's trying to join in, but doesn't have, any idea how to do it you know (laughs) any idea so we'll see I it we'll see um they were very receptive and was like totally yes you know but I mean we'll see yeah yes I feel like I could just tell story after story of we just wrapped theater a 10-week thing and we'll sign up again it starts in two weeks and we'll do it again because it's so good but my kids are the only people with down syndrome in the group and it is um being a teenager and a middle schooler with Down syndrome has just been hard, really hard for me. See, mm-hmm. it's such a hard space. Yeah, it's interesting. Micah, what have been your success or not success stories, and or what would you say to parents? I think the you know right now we are looking at summer camps for ACE. Uh, every year we've just gone ahead and done ESL extended school year, not ESL, ESY. And I really want him to have some camp experiences. So we've been looking, you know, YMCA camp, and there's this really cool day camp outside of town that actually has a nice inclusion program built in. It's also pretty pricey. And I'm sort of not, I tend to not like jump on pricey things and to be like, oh, why can't we just do this YMCA camp? And so, you know, I'm even, I've just have been navigating that today. Like we, we sent, Chris sent some emails yesterday to a few different camps and our neighbor who has a, a grown son with a disability was like, oh, you should check out this camp that, and, and he sent us this, this text uh this website and it's a full adaptive camp just for four kids with disabilities and so you know last night I was sitting there looking at these things like here's the really nice expensive day camp with the ropes course and everything that has the built-in inclusion program here's like the YMCA camp where we would have to work out how are we going to do this and maybe we we hire one-on-one aid or we figure something out like that. And then there's like this 
this in-between thing that is like an actual camp for for kids with disabilities. And I feel like these are the things that we deal with all the time. Like, mm-hmm. how do you how do you make that choice? And what I want is <laughs> I want YMCA. <laughs> like, I want mm-hmm. things that are a like feel like a fair price and um, where we can find a logical solution. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what I'm going to pursue. Um, as beautiful as this camp for kids with disabilities looks because it has speech mm-hmm. and it has physical therapists and it has these other things. Um, I do feel like, you know, I don't want this to be school for him. I want mm-hmm. this to be camp. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I I want him to have an inclusive experience while he's going to camp. Mm-hmm. And and so I feel like that is a similar conversation to this. And, you know, when I was talking about why he never got super excited about Challenger Baseball, um, I think he is what he cares most about are the relationships in his life. And he wants to be with people he loves doing things that are fun. And, and so being on this team, I think Mercedes, it was nice to hear you say that with the challenger baseball that Sonny did that there were different aged groups. And maybe that is like, maybe there's just more, it's more built out. There's more people involved where there can be different, age groups it doesn't have to be like you know seven-year-olds right. all the way I up think it's to, usually numbers yeah that makes sense that makes yeah. sense um yeah because I think that 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 the way you described it um was a similar thing for Ace I mean Ace doesn't care about people running beside him he likes that and he especially loves running with someone who holds his hand but he uh, the the chaos <laughs> so is sort of like whatever um but yeah he's not necessarily interested in grown in like large people who are running um so i don't think that most like at, at least his experience so far of adaptive team sports have not worked for him even though his develop developmentally he does he's not at a place yet where he understands team roles or sport rules mm-hmm. um but yeah we also did a wow and i forgot to mention that before heather and that was an amazing experience for him he loved it and he loved getting mm-hmm. to be on the surfboard and he loved feeling the safety of having someone on the surfboard with him and um loved being in the water and i can't believe i didn't mention this he was on the swim team last summer um at our oh my gosh yeah yes. on our at yes. our um, neighborhood pool and he was uh, and that was it was inclusive because he was there and not just inclusive because he was there actually there was um, an older maybe like 19 or 20 year old boy with um, autism who's on the team as well who is a pretty good swimmer so Ace was at not quite swimming on his own when the summer started and was swimming on his own by the end but he had a friend who helped him um, make it down the laps and he loved it so uh so far inclusion has been the win over adaptive in ace's life Mm -hmm. yeah i think with the include the thing that i love about an adaptive sports team or an adaptive setting is it 
it is a shoulders down space for me. Like we're each other's people. Mm -hmm. So there is just like yeah. every parent there and every, not every coach and every volunteer. Cause there, I think there's still some learning there, but every parent, the siblings, the other athletes or the other participants are seeing my kids as fully human yeah. there. It's not in question just as I am the, them, you know, like we get it. We're each other's people. Right. It is. And it's like, can we just only ever be in these spaces? Like, can I always be here? This is so wonderful. And I just love, I feel so grateful that I get to be a part of the disability community. Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful to have a kid with an intellectual disability to know all of these people. Right. It just is like, Beautiful. I feel so truly lucky. And I, so I love that about the adapted teams. Um, and I, you know, honestly, just because things have been so hard with Mason in this season of life, because of how she is an incredible human and she is not the problem. It's everything else. That's the problem. Granted, she's a human. So she, all of us are learning and getting better. And there's always things she can be working on and improving in herself, but she's not the kid with down syndrome, the 14 year old down syndrome. Who's like, like in the videos that we watch, who are like having the play dates and being invited to the things and having success quotes, whatever that means socially as her age. And so I also just feel like, well, if all y'all in these spaces aren't going to see her as fully human, like middle finger to y'all, we're out. Like you had your chance. You had your opportunity to be transformed by Macy. We're out. You missed it. That's how I feel a lot of the time. So I'm a little bit um, wounded, hardened, something. I'm something in real time. Mm. And so then the adaptive spaces are like, yes, give me all of those, mm -hmm. you know, like give me these places inclusion you are being mean mm -hmm. and so and so we're out and then we've had really beautiful experiences too so I think it it feels a little bit to me Mercedes how you've talked about therapy like doing therapy or not and doing it it's in a rhythm of mm -hmm. your life and what what you need and I feel like that as a parent like there's been a rhythm of yes we're gonna do Mason's gonna be in these hip-hop classes because that's where she wants to be and this and she's good at it and she's going to do it her way. And every time it's a conversation with people mm. and it's the showing up for her and I, and it's like resistance. Um, and I think that is the case a lot of times for putting our kids in an inclusive extracurricular and sports setting is there's going to be resistance mm -hmm. where we can't expect to put our kid in the dance class or the mm -hmm. sports thing and just walk away. We have to educate the coaches and the teachers and, educate the volunteers and that's on us, mm -hmm. you know, like that's on us because it's not built into the program mm -hmm. and that's exhausting. Mm. And so if we've got to step away, step away, mm -hmm. you know, do the, do the other thing. And I think for our kids' hearts too, I see it for Mason, like every time she shows up to theater and everyone's like, truly, truly, truly her sister. Yeah. And like, no one says her name, like what that means to her. And then when she goes home and does her self-talk and she's having these like fun conversations with the girls in her class mm -hmm. by herself, you know, like what, what she's desiring. Mm -hmm. It's like, girlfriend, I don't want to put you in this. Right. And then she loves it. And then she shows up and does the thing. It's just, it's a roller coaster, right. I guess. So it feels like. Right. So like the burden versus the benefit. What do you guys feel? Does any of that resonate with you guys or, or you're in a different season? I feel like I want to say that we're just in a different, yeah. I'm with Sunflower in a different season. Same. And that's why I was mentioning like 
today I praise it all. We're doing good. This is good, you know, because you never know what next year and maybe even in that a little bit of mourning in that, like you never know, I guess, or the anticipation of the shoe dropping, right? Like, oh, good. This is good right now. That's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I'm waiting. What's going to happen next time? Um, I, But I am getting glimpses of it in the sense, maybe specifically with dance of, of clickiness, right? Of the water breaks yeah. and like Sunny doesn't have anybody to go to when the water breaks happen, you know? So I hear what you're saying and I can see that coming as she gets older in certain spaces you know in basketball and baseball it's all drills and when she's waiting in line I'm sure they can mess around but it doesn't seem that way it seems a little bit more fast pace um where dance is a little bit more social and I could definitely see how that is in theater definitely lots of time to be socializing too so that's yeah I don't know I just hear you Mm. And I see you and I haven't had that experience yet, but I, in a way I have, and I could see it as she gets older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like the, this is just, this is the cycle of leaning into inclusion as resistance, right? That this is mm, what yeah. Yeah. it's gotta, when we go into it, we have to know what we're going into and we need to come into it from a place of rest and and then when it's too much then we need to give ourselves that space to let ourselves recover and be restored and then go back into pushing hard for our kid and that's the the only way to not let it crush us mm-hmm. mm. it's hard to to know what when to step in and say something when not to like there's no as for us as the parents and the advocates there's no guidebook for that either so like the last season that that the kids did theater I didn't say very much and at the end I I thought next season I'm going to say this like I wish I would have done this in the beginning and then I did and there was some some adjustment that felt um positive and then it's like, I wish I would have said this. There's so many times that I'm biting my tongue because I don't know. And then other times I do say a thing and you're like, that was too much. Like back off, mm-hmm. you know, they would have figured it out. But we, I don't know. You don't know. There's so many people involved. <laughs> you just, people are so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. That That's always tricky for me too. What do I say? What do I not say? How do I jump in? Do I not? Where do I advocate? When do I not? It's tricky. It's so tricky. And I get what you're com- where you're coming from in the sense of, and Macy has her interest so you don't want to just pull her from this musical theater because that's like will she fully comprehend why you're doing that or will she be like hey you're just taking away something I really enjoy doing and it's not like you can replace that necessarily with something different yeah and we're in a place right now that if there was an adaptive theater group in a heartbeat that's what I would choose oh my gosh in a heartbeat like that's where I'm at in this season of life with Mason I will take all the adaptive everything yeah like I it's just the social piece with girls in her age group. It starts now. It, it it really does. It starts early. I mean, you had true. So, you know, like yeah. how relationships start with girls so early and talking yes. and clicky and being together and your yeah. special moments, you know? Yeah. Mm, it's yeah. hard. Y'all. I know. 
<laughs> it is hard. It's hard. I also wanted to add too that um, where I've even had moments of like pause and reevaluating is we've had positive, inclusive invitingness happen. And then sometimes I've had to even pull away, which is what I think you're also saying, because they let Sunflower be there or she was invited to be there, but then it wasn't fully to her benefit. Like it, it wasn't quality, I guess is what I'm saying. So there has been moments where I'm like, okay, yes, thank you. We won't be back. (laughs) You know, where Mm -hmm. I'm like, great. This was, yeah, everybody was happy to have her there, but this wasn't a quality situation. So we'll try something different. So that can happen too. So being okay and being aware of that. Your foot is in the door, but should you stay? It's it's inclusion by word only. Totally. Yeah. Like if there's an attitude, totally. If there's an attitude of like, look what we're doing. I'm not giving out an award to anybody because you have Mason and Augie in your, in your program, you know, like you're not getting an award for that. So when that's the attitude that it's not helpful, it's not, it doesn't work. Right. You know? And then there's moments like with this, our, we just wrapped up theater and there's this little girl or a young girl who walked up to me real. She was really shy. She's like a very shy girl. And she said something about, did I hear that Mason's gluten-free? I said, oh yeah, she is. And at the end of eat, they do two performances, two nights in a row at the end. And they have like a dessert table. And she's like, okay, well, I could ask my mom to pick something up gluten-free for Macy for the dessert table. And it's like, Oh, I don't know you. Like I didn't I didn't know that this entire 10 weeks you've even been paying attention to Mason. I didn't know I don't know your name. I don't know that Macy knows your name, but there's those those yeah. things are also happening, you know, or like at the end like this one person makes it on her own decision to make sure that Macy knows when she's supposed to be on stage and when she's not cuz the way that they do it there's no adults. The kids do all of it. They're getting themselves on and off stage. There's no adults helping with that. And like someone takes it upon themselves to do that. So there's there so are cute. these really beautiful moments yeah. that good things are happening. And that's why we keep showing up, I guess. Well, lots of reasons. But, <laughs> <laughs> but in like it people's lives are transformed when they get when they have access to our kids. Mm-hmm. And that's just the truth, you know? It is so true. And I feel like um it will change also year to year as your kiddo like either finds interest in sport and gets better at it and how much you could pour into it or age. I feel like it's uh, that, that whole thing, extracurricular activity is such a roller coaster too. And it's such a trial and error. Cause I don't think sunflower, like when you mentioned Augie, like I kind of had to choose to put, Kaseni doesn't have verbal expression that strong of verbal expression expression I would have to seek out this experience for her like I can't wait for her to tell me so even in that like as she gets older what is she going to tell me you know or what am I going to continue to pursue to only find out maybe that she liked something else more I don't know (laughs) I think it's a roller coaster as you continue to get to know your own child um but I think my encouragement would be don't, don't, um, not don't forget, but in all the things that we have to do for our kiddos, don't forget to try 
extracurricular, don't forget to make time for extracurricular activities and be ready to have to try to do different things and to put a more effort. So I love you. I'm sorry, but don't forget to make effort. <laughs> yes, totally. Micah, any last thoughts on the topic? I think my last thought is just that as it always seems to come back to, we agree that the more our kids are in the world and are seen, uh, the more likely they will belong because people will learn to make space for them and it's going to hurt in the process and it's gonna hurt them it's gonna hurt us um because we're changing hearts and minds and they are changing hearts and minds and so anytime you're expanding the world it's it's hard work so Mm -hmm. all of us out there doing that hard work be gentle with yourself and um remember that it's not coming easy because it's important and important stuff never comes easy. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's a good word. That's a good word, friends. Um, I know we could talk about this a lot more and we'd love to hear from you over on social media at the lucky view pod and give us your thoughts and experiences on this topic. Um, before we head out though, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back for some good news. Time for good news, time for good news. Everybody, welcome to the good news. Yeah, yeah. All right, friends, ladies, good news time. Do it, Micah. Give us something. Good news time. I'm just ripping off of yours. Good news. Yeah, okay, I started it. That's good. Good. It's time for good news. What are we celebrating? I'm going to go first because it's on topic. Good news. So I just talked about this theater class, and then they do their performances, and it's so, and they do it. It's just like so good. And then it's the final bows, and they've done Mason and August truly too. But like for Mason to be in this space and to show up and to do the whole thing from beginning to end is so much for her. And she does it and she did all of it. I've just been blown away every time. Mm -hmm. That's why we keep coming back, you guys, because it blows me away. And I'm so proud of her. So good news. Macy, Augie, True Babe complete or did their recital. I don't, their performance. And it was great. They did a great job. That's my good news. How about you, ladies? Go Avis kids. Yay. I have I have one, um, which I mentioned one earlier that Ace has been playing soccer with buddies, which is amazing that he's engaging with other kids. I also uh, was in his class the other day reading a story. And this is his second grade general ed class. And he is still pretty silly. Um with his social skills and got up while I was reading the story and took one of his shoes off and then took his sock off and started making noises and swinging his sock around the center of the room while I was trying to read the story. And one little girl raised her hand and she was like, uh, 
just want to say that Ace is really silly with his socks and he does this all the time and then other kids like, raised oh, their yes. hands and they were like yeah ace is also really silly about this thing and then they were like and he's really silly about this and it was very sweet and cute and i was like you guys he is so silly about those things at our house too and there was just so much love from them um i've just I've felt a lot of gratitude for, I know this age doesn't last forever and I'm not sure how these relationships will change and transform as, as they get older. Um, but I've been so grateful for the tenderness they have towards him and the way that they embrace him. And yeah, I mean, it's different when somebody takes their shoe and sock off and stands in the center and twirls it around and yells but <laughs> they they just think it's cute <laughs> they're like that's silly guy what are you doing <laughs> and then I like their laundry list you know what other silly stuff he does <laughs> ace his mom <laughs> tell me guys <laughs> you're like that is silly <laughs> so cute <laughs> what about you Mercedes oh so good so I have Lots to share about Sunny, but I actually want to pause and share one from a friend of the podcast. Mary Poole says, the Poole family started a home-based business, and since we have now four kiddos of working age, we are making soaps and bombs, Ooh, working on inventory now and the development of our website. Our plan is for this to be a job training and community interaction opportunity for our children to start. Hopefully, we can expand to include more folks. The company's name is 321 Works. Woo! And then she says, hey, who needs retirement? I love that. So I love the pool family. Their good news is that they are starting this venture, knowing the needs, the many, many needs to have more job opportunities for people with developmental disabilities and intellectual disabilities. So go you guys. Yay, good luck. Pool family. Uh, the pool family was a part of our, the Lucky Few Foundation oh, storytelling cool. tour, and they have six kids. Wow. Wonderful. I love that. Yeah. I need to go interview them myself. <laughs> Be like, six. Yeah. That's a lot of different personalities. <laughs> uh-huh. Tell me all, all, all the so things. Different. They're so different. <laughs> all right. Wonderful. Well, just a reminder, friends, please share with us your good news. Um, you can message us on Instagram or email us. That's right. And everybody, it is time to wrap it up. So... Thanks, Josh Avis, for editing this episode. And Ashley Fragalosi for producing it. And if you liked this episode, you guys, share it with your family and friends. Don't forget to subscribe. You can head over to theluckyviewpodcast.com for show notes and everything that we talked about today that may require a link. You'll find it over there. And be sure to follow us, if you're not already, on social media at theluckyviewpod. And hey, listeners, we love you. You are slaying it and we're cheering you on. We can't wait to catch up with you guys again next week. Bye. 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 Bye.